Good morning, good evening, and good afternoon to those who are listening to today's Bold North Sports Podcast, wherever you are. I hope you enjoy this content, and if you do, let a friend know. Here is today's episode. Welcome back to the Bold North Sports Podcast. On today's episode, we're going to be talking about the Vikings' soon-to-be-hired head coach, Kevin O'Connell, our thoughts on that. The Super Bowl next Sunday, the Bengals versus the Rams, who we think is going to win, how the game may play out. And then we're going to talk about the Wolves, 27 and 25 right now, game and a half back of the sixth seed, two games back of the fifth seed. Things are looking good. Trade deadline coming up. It's a, it's, it's a good, good time in the Wolves land, and we're going to share our thoughts on what have been happening with the Wolves. But today we have Chuck Leaf back on the episode. Chuck, how are you doing? Fantastic, John. Great to be back. I know it's been a while. Um, I want to shout out, of course, Carl Anthony Towns. Congratulations. I know he's watching. Um, so congrats. And uh, with uh, Draymond Green, who knows, maybe uh, injury reserve, maybe Ant, maybe. So we'll see. Nope. We can get into that. I think DeJounte Murray would probably get the nod over Ant just because of the numbers he's putting up. But I know Anthony Edwards would be a lot more exciting to watch in the All-Star game. So let's start with Kevin O'Connell. The other night, Adam Schefter, well, first they announced Jim Harbaugh. It was out of the running. And first, people were all freaking out saying the Vikings lost him. It was Jim Harbaugh that decided not to come. Well, I can tell you, according to my sources, Harbaugh thought he had the job. He didn't back out himself. The Vikings told him he didn't get the job. Kevin O'Connell was their man. And so I had multiple people uh, saying the Vikings lost their top two options in D'Amico Ryans and Jim Harbaugh. Both false. D'Amico Ryans said he wanted to be a coordinator for another year. He didn't think he was ready. Jim Harbaugh uh, thought he had the job and the Vikings picked their guy, Kevin O'Connell. So he was the Browns quarterback coach in 2015. He was the Redskins quarterback coach in 2017. Guess who his quarterback was Kirk cousins that year. Oh. 2019, he was promoted to the Redskins offensive coordinator. And then 2020, he was hired as the Rams offensive coordinator where he is now succeeding mightily and going to the Super Bowl. So what are your thoughts on Kevin O'Connell? Maybe what what your thoughts were on the Jim Harbaugh situation? What did you think? Well, I thought the Jim Harbaugh was kind of out of the blue, but uh, who was it that had a relationship with uh, Jim Harbaugh? Quasi Adafa Mensa, the new okay. general manager. And so when the rumors were flying around, everyone was kind of like, oh God, like this is for sure going to happen. And I, I don't know, it seemed weird to me, but like, I'm not saying Jim Harbaugh isn't qualified. I mean, he's, he's had his fair share of success, whether it be in college or in the NFL. So I, you know, if it was Harbaugh, you know, whatever, we'll see what happens. But I was, as I said in the podcast before, I can't remember if we, uh, if we put this one out, but I said, I want a young coach really bad. You know what I mean? Like, uh, like a Sean McVay or a Matt LaFleur and Kevin O'Connell, 36 years old. Um, I have some fun facts on him that I think you'll find interesting. Go for uh, he it. Played, he played behind Brady. I think he was a third stringer. I mean, he did not play much as a quarterback, but still he has NFL experience and he has 
experience being on the, the Patriots during their dynasty. So I think, you know, that's good to have on the resume. Um, so like, I didn't know much about him going into the whole, uh, you know, searching for a new head coach, but um, after doing some research, I'm definitely very happy with it. I think it was a good decision to make. Yeah, it's, it's definitely going to be a new uh, feel around Vikings land with going from Rick Spielman and Mike Zimmer, two old farts, to Kwesi Adafa Mensa and Kevin O'Connell, two young, innovative, analytic-driven minds. So I'm excited. Now the question is, what are they going to do with Kirk Cousins? Kirk Cousins was throwing footballs last night at the Pro Bowl, uh, like whatever that thing was. That was the dumbest thing I've ever seen. I just want uh, a little bit of it. I do want to say, though, Russell Wilson was cooking. Yeah, I mean, I'd love to have Russ as our quarterback, but who knows? Kirk, you, I mean, you can't – We've I've said this 30 times now. Quasey can't come in, look at Kirk's contract of $45 million cap hit, 21% of the entire team's salary, and say, you know what, that's good. We got to keep this guy, and he's really good too. So uh, I don't know. In the next month or so, I feel like we will know the situation on Kirk Cousins. Uh, after the Super Bowl, Kevin O'Connell will, I'm sure, have a press conference. I'm sure he'll be asked about Kirk. It'll be interesting to hear what he has to say. So all things considered, I think the Vikings made a good hire in Kevin O'Connell and Kwesi Adafa Mensa, and the Vikings are headed in the right direction. Yep, so far uh, so good when it comes to the offseason moves we've made, but I don't know. If uh, if we don't make any roster moves, like what do you expect for next season? Like under Zimmer 8 and 9. I mean, do you expect that again or No, first of all, I do expect I do expect moves. There's plenty of players like well-known players on the Vikings that I can see being either cut or moved. Players like Anthony Barr uh, Patrick Peterson, I hope he stays. Even even like Adam Thielen. Like people around here would be dis- disappointed if the Vikings got rid of Adam Thielen, but I'm telling you, his injury history in the last couple of years, he's getting older and he's making a lot of money. So I'm not saying he will be traded or moved, but just w- keep your eye on that according to what I've heard. So let's move to the Super Bowl. It's the Rams and the Bengals. This playoff uh, season has been very exciting that Bill's Chiefs game was the highlight of all the playoff games but the Bengals have been in spine tinglers every game the Rams have sort of pushed their way through the playoffs fairly easily uh, last game they didn't play good and still won against the 49ers I think the Rams will win this game even though I want the Bengals the Bengals are a great story Zach Taylor a lot of people are making the comparison of Kevin O'Connell to Zach Taylor because both guys had never called plays in the NFL until they became head coaches. Kevin O'Connell doesn't call players for the Rams. He will call plays for the Vikings. So I don't know, but the Rams D line, in my opinion, will punish the Bengals offensive line. Yeah, the Bengals problem. Bengals O line allowed 10, I think nine or 10 sacks against the Titans. And the Rams D-line is a lot better than the Titans. And the Titans have good D-line, but it's a lot better. So what are your thoughts on this game? Yeah, no, Rams will win in my – that's what I think. 
um, I'm glad the Bengals made it this far. And like, like we talked about earlier with the, the win against uh, Kansas City, um, not in the playoffs, but in the regular season, 34-31, a nice comeback win from um, the Bengals. You know, they were, they were on the brink of being like eliminated from the playoffs. I, I forgot what they were, seven and five or something. And they had to turn it on and they had like, you know, to play tough teams like the Chiefs and they were able to get it done. And so I was kind of like, you know, and didn't you choose them as your sleeper pick? I did. Yes. Yeah. So credit to you. I chose the Patriots. That didn't work out too well. But mm-hmm. uh, yeah, no, they're uh, they were a good team going into the playoffs and that's a good sleeper pick. And they've just been able to dominate. And when Burrow said, like, we don't want to we're not going to be seen as the underdogs anymore. I kind of was like, okay, I kind of believe him, you know, he kind of sold me before the Chiefs game. And so that's why I kind of gave the edge to the Bengals um, in that AFC championship. And so when I saw that they came back to win, I I was like, I was happy for them, but I wasn't that surprised. I mean, this is kind of what they've been talking about the whole season. So going into the Super Bowl, honestly, I just think it's the Rams year. I think they have the best overall team right now. And I think the Chiefs, might have a better team but they weren't able to even make it so at this point I just I have to give it to the Rams like you said um I don't think that the Bengals offensive line is going to be able to keep up and um Stafford and Cooper Cup I mean it's undeniably the best combo offensively in the league right now and you can argue Jamar Chase and Joe Burrow and it's going to be fun to watch don't get me wrong but I just think the Rams have um overall just a much better team and a team that's ready to win now so yeah, and I will I will say I would be very happy for Matthew Stafford if he yeah, wins this 100%. game because he, he went through hell and back. For all yeah, time, so he was my favorite player in the league for about five years back in the day when he was on the Lions. I just thought he was super fun to watch. I always wanted him as my fantasy quarterback. So honestly, it's a win-win. I think if the Rams win, I'd be fine. If the Bengals yeah. win, I just want a good game. Yeah, uh, I agree. It's kind of a weird year because I'm not really a stakeholder in this. I don't really, you know, if the Rams win great, if the Bengals win great, it's it's definitely a weird year uh, for football with Brady uh, losing. They almost came back, but then Brady losing and then all of a sudden retiring, which I guess thinking about it, you know, makes makes sense, even though I thought he was going to play at least one more year. But no, I get it. Um, yeah, it's just in the Vikings missing the playoffs and the Packers losing to the 49ers again. So like all the teams that I kind of, cared about all kind of were out of it and um so yeah like you said yeah. it's a win-win at this point yeah just hoping for a good game that's that's all we need to talk about with the Super Bowl there isn't there aren't a ton of headlines going into the game in my yeah. opinion besides the fact that both teams are somewhat surprise picks getting to the Super Bowl uh so let's move on to our favorite team it's the Minnesota Timberwolves wait, wait one more thing sure real quick um What's the deal with Aaron Rodgers? Real quick, we'll talk about this. Well, I saw he uh, bought land in Nashville. Am I correct about that? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I think he did. So there's some there's some rumors about him going to the Titans. Uh, the the Broncos still make sense. The page or the uh, Steelers still make a little bit of sense. I can't see him going back to Green Bay with all of their trouble with the salary. I just feel like they're going to be going downwards. And he said, quote, unquote, 
he does not want to go to a rebuilding team. Yeah. So I don't know. I, I, I don't see him retiring. I, he's just too good still. So I see one of those three teams probably making a move for him and we'll see what happens with a Raj. I'll just be happy. He won't be in the NFC North anymore. Yeah. I don't know. I think he might be trolling with all these weird, with all the weird stuff he's doing, purchasing land in, in Nashville. I don't know what that is. <laughs> I mean, come on. Yeah. It's a little weird, it's but let's talk about the Timberwolves because this team is on fire right now where there's a lot of stuff to talk about. They're 27 and 25 back two games over 500 for the first time since like November when they beat the bucks or something. Only four the, games this season. Yeah. The chemistry is undeniably fantastic. Bringing in Patrick Beverly was such a huge, huge move. And Gerson Rosas should get a lot of credit for this because I guarantee you, I, I think he probably brought thus far in the season six to seven more wins for this team. Do you agree? Yeah, 100%. It's, I've got to say it's a little unusual to see them clicking as much as they are. Like, I, I don't think you expected this, did you? Well, I always expect greatness. That's true. But, like, <laughs> now you got guys like, like TP putting up, like, 23 a game all of a sudden. It's like, that's not supposed to happen. He's shooting like 80% from threes. That's so, 70, 70% in the last number of games. I mean, he's a flamethrower right now. Every time someone like this comes off the bench and just gives you a spark like that, mm-hmm. it's just fantastic because the Wolves' problem has been their bench scoring and the shooting off the bench. So if you have guys like Malik Beasley, who's been great the last two games, and Torian Prince, who's been great for like a few weeks now. That is so big. And then you also have guys like Nas Reed, Jalen Noel, uh, even Jordan McLaughlin, who I uh, I will say I do not like his game much. He has been great. His diming with Nas Reed, I'll say that him and Nas have a great uh, communicate. What's the word? Communa, they're... They're, they play great together. They have a great chemistry. That's the word. Uh, so all things in considered, the Wolves bench has been fantastic. And getting back to what I said about Patrick Beverly, a lot of people would disagree with this just from looking at his stats and whatever. But the what he brings to the locker room, he has made D'Angelo Russell play defense. Yeah. He has made Carl Anthony Towns play defense. He has... Every player, for the most part, has improved on defense this year. Anthony Edwards, it's just fantastic to see. Because in my lifetime of watching Wolves basketball, which is about eight years now, the defense has been horrible almost every year, even the Jimmy Butler year. Yeah. The the defense has been not good. So this has just been awesome to see. And in the last month since – Guess, guess so there's a stat that the wolves have been had the best offense in the league since this date can you guess the date they've had the best offense in the league since since oh let's see let's look at the do you know my birthday yeah it's like january 3rd or something yes 
Wolves have had the best offense in the league since my birthday, so I I, uh, I appreciate that. They've scored 120 points in four straight games. I mean, Chris Finch, man, he is phenomenal. He's the best coach that I've had in my lifetime. We've talked about this last night. Better than Flip Saunders when I paid attention. Better than Rick Adelman, in my opinion. Better than Tibbs by a mile. Better than Saunders? Brian Saunders is the close second. Just <laughs> all right, that's close second. <laughs> but what Finch has done early in the year, the offense was struggling, and he just kept saying, "You got to keep moving the ball. Shots will start to fall." Even like uh, they're they kept missing around the rim. Like their finishing ability was horrible. And all of a sudden, everything starts clicking, and now they have the best offense in the league for almost a month now. So, Finchy, man, Finchy, Finchy for coach of the year? Question mark. If they get, if they get, if they move up, what seed do you think they'd have to be for him to be considered in that conversation? Fifth. Fifth seed. Yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, uh, it, yeah, I mean, it's been a bit of a head scratcher past since January 3rd, like, how are we doing so well offensively? I mean, I'll take it, but yeah, it's definitely been weird, but we'll see, we'll see how it goes. I mean, the Lakers have been really struggling. I mean, granted they've had injuries and um, their team just hasn't been working out as well as they had hoped. Did you see the trade that the Clippers just made? No. So they, uh, let's see here. Well, I got a Woj notification. The Clippers traded Eric Bledsoe, Justice Winslow, Keon Johnson, and a future second-round pick to the Trailblazers for Norman Powell and Robert Covington. So the Clippers are improving, and I don't like that. Clippers are improving. They got Rocco, who, I don't know, he's he's uh, on my bad list right now. I wouldn't have minded him on deep on the Wolves bench. But Norman Powell, I really enjoy him. He's a fantastic shooter. Is That's what the Clippers that, need. Is it weird that the Blazers and Clippers are trading with each other given their spots in the standings? Uh, the Blazers are uh, not – they're tanking, in other words. Oh, they're still in the play-in tournament. No, 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 no. They are, yeah. though. Yeah, but they know they're not going anywhere in the playoffs. Okay, that's fair. There's no point to being a 10 seed and losing in the play-in <laughs> and trying to, like, improve this year. Like, they're they're – they have some young pieces that I like. Anthony Sim- Simons, who goes by Ant somehow. That makes me mad. Uh, but the Blazers have some pieces. So, But the Wolves have more pieces. They're a game and a half back of the Nuggets and two games back of the Mavericks. We need and they have to cool off, to be honest. Like, We need what? The Nuggets to cool off. I don't yeah, want but- to be in the playing tournament. Then you don't want to see the Nuggets in the play-in tournament? No, I don't want to be in the play-in tournament. Oh, yeah, I know. You realize that you can lose a game in the play-in tournament and still get in? It's the Timberwolves, though. Yeah, but it, it is the new Timberwolves. This team is different. Yeah, but, I mean, playoff, even play-in basketball is different than regular season, so. Yeah. I I would obviously not want to avoid the I know I do I want to be a freaking two seed what if we just somehow make the two seed winning I mean we have uh, (laughs) (laughs) no we have we have Detroit again and then we have back-to-back against the Kings who are the worst franchise in the league in my opinion I yes 
I looked at, I was so like curious about how bad the Kings are in their franchise that I went back to look at their team's history. And I found that the best, uh, the best season they had was, was it 2002? Um, where they made it to the conference finals against the Lakers. They ended up losing in game seven, but it was like super controversial. People were wondering whether or not it was rigged. And I, I looked in the ref, the refing was very unusual that game. Like I, I watched like an analysis video, but anyway, <laughs> the Kings, yeah, they, oh. They're the most confusing team in the league to me because they yeah, have a lot of talent. It's they like, have a lot of talent. Like Buddy Heald, Tyrese Halliburton, Harrison Barnes, Rashawn Holmes, Davion Mitchell. I mean, they got players. Yeah, Iron Fox, I forgot about their best player. Yeah, uh, it's hard because it's Sacramento. So like, you don't really remember their players because. But like, how are they not better? Like Luke Walton was a horrible coach. They want to be good. Do you think Sacramento, like, I mean, to be fair though, like Minnesota the past few years has not been, people could say the same thing about them. No, but like the, the, the Kings have been closer for longer, in my opinion. And they still are horrible. The Wolves that were far away, like three, two, three, like right when Jimmy left, yeah. that was bad Wolves, like bad. Yeah. They had Travion Graham starting. Like that was bad. Yeah. Now the Wolves are almost a six seed and the Kings are just putrid. I probably can't beg on the uh, Kings though. And given how bad the Timberwolves have been in the past 20 years, 15 years, I should say. I am willing to bag on them because they have had more talent than the Wolves and have still been bad. At least the Wolves haven't had talent. <laughs> wow. So I want to I talk to you about this trade real quick that I saw. Which one? The one we were just talking about? No. Uh, hold on. I've got to go on Doogie's Twitter. Shout out to Doogie for coming on the podcast last week. And Dane Moore a couple weeks ago. Uh, let's see here. Doogie, come on. Where are you? I believe it was uh, Malik Beasley and either Jaden McDaniels or a first-round pick for Marcus Smart. I would do this if it is Malik Beasley and the first-round pick, not Jaden McDaniels. I would do that, but who says that's going to happen? Well, the Wolves are pursuing Marcus Smart extremely hard, and the Celtics are willing to trade players. I know that. So it makes a bit of sense to me. And Oh, God. Don't even get me started on having Marcus Smart and Patrick Beverly in the same locker room. Oh, my God. Yeah, you're right. Come on. Yeah, if we can make it happen, but, like, they're not going to do Malik Beasley in a first-round pick for Marcus Smart. I'm sure they would. Like, not like maybe not, but that's that's a good deal for him. A first-round pick, and Malik Beasley's a shooter, and that's what the Celtics need. Their offense is brutal. Their defense is great, but maybe. I don't know why you're saying that it's like a no way. Because they know that Malik has not been. Malik is what they need. They don't necessarily need Marcus Smart, the Celtics. Like Malik is putting up like one for eight games consistently. And yeah, the last he's still shooting like 34%, you realize. 
that's not that amazing. It's also not that bad. It's like average. It's average. So they're getting an average shooter who can and a first round pick for a average offensive player and a great defender. I mean, if they want to. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, that's that's a fairly fair deal. So let's see what Dookie said here. True to be told, probably have to sh- probably to have any shot would have to include both a first and McDaniels. Just not sure how a first and Beasley would get it done. Thank you, Doogie. Smart is big time. Well, I mean, I'd be okay with McDaniels in a first too. I would too at this point. McDaniels. McDaniels is heating up though. His shooting has been really good. Nine for nine the other night. Yeah, it's just great. Yeah. Young, a lot of potential. It's scary to get rid of young players like that. Yeah. But do you really think he, at some point in his career, will be a 40% three-point shooter? No. Well, then I'd get rid of him. Because that's the biggest thing he brings to the Wolves' offense, is corner three-point shooting. And he's wide open most of the time. Yeah. And he still can't knock him down. Okay, I got a question. So, uh, given what the standings look like right now, who do you think that we would match up with best? out of those top four seats, out of the Jazz, Grizzlies, Warriors, and Suns? Oh, scary. (laughs) We're trying to win a playoff series here. We're not just trying to make it. Oh, I know. Basically, like, you know what I mean? Uh, Top four seeds. I would say probably Memphis. Yeah. They haven't been there before, if you know what I mean. Yeah. They haven't hosted a playoff series in a long time. And before they were like really good when they started. And the other three teams are just more, a lot more scary. Like John Morant. Yeah, he's great. But like the jazz, the wolves match up terribly, but against them when they're healthy, because they can shoot everywhere on the floor, the golden state, the same way. And Phoenix. I just, that would be a tough series. Chris Paul in the playoffs. I have a hot take that I don't think anyone will like. Go for it. Should I? Yeah. I don't see the Warriors going that far in the playoffs. I just, I trust the Suns way too much. I just think they're way too solid to give the edge to the Warriors in any scenario. I don't think it's even going to be close. Oh, my. I told you it's a hot So day. you're saying if they're both healthy, the Suns are a way better team? Not a way better team, but I don't even see it going to seven games. Now, this is just all – Well, I mean, a six-game series isn't a blowout. Things can change, but I – as of now, I have way more faith in the Suns than the Warriors right now. I mean, okay, now Clay Thompson is back, and I get it, but, like – I don't think he's going to be, like, back to prime. Uh, by that time, he could be. Yeah, you're right. Not necessarily, like, 100% what he used to be, but 93%, which is yeah. still a phenomenal player. His shooting is – one. Of, he's people forget how freaking good he is at shooting. Like, unbelievable. Yeah. So – that's a good I mean, question. Who knows? Maybe Wiggins will step up and make things happen, but let's let's 
the Suns are just the most complete team in the NBA, and they just they they can beat anyone. So right now the sixth seed would play Memphis. So let's just get to the sixth seed, and Memphis can stay at three. That'd be an entertaining series, I'll tell you that much, with well, Ant like, versus Jaw. Yeah, I would I would love that. I would be on pins and needles. No matter who they play, I'll be on I pins and needles. I agree with you though, like the Warriors and the Suns, we don't want to play them. Suns or the Jazz. Get swept if we play the Suns. Warriors Good. might win one or two, but um, no, no, no. The Wolves match up better against the Suns than the Warriors. I'll tell you that. I know that. You think? Yeah. They match up better against the Suns. Have we yeah. Suns yet? The Warriors transition offense. The Warriors uh, defense, I think, is better than the with when they're healthy and they have Draymond and Gary Payton. Their defense is better than the Suns. It's just, it just is so hard to beat Steph Curry and Clay and Draymond in the playoffs. Chris Paul, I think, is more gettable. Devin Booker, they've had one good one year in the playoffs, and they were great one year. Steph's been there. Clay has been there. Draymond has been there. Yeah, but all the Suns have been there too. Are you going to tell me that Wade one time, one time? I know the big three of the Warriors. Yeah, but I don't know, Tuck. I I I saw a tweet. Day Moore, Dane Moore put out on Twitter after the Warriors or Suns game, one of the two, mm-hmm. which team would be scarier to face in the playoffs, and yeah. a lot of or which team would the Wolves match up better against? People said they'd match up better against the Suns. A lot of people. I would say neither. Well, it'd be difficult, but I'm not saying the Wolves can't win the series either. I just have more faith in the Suns right now than the Warriors. That's all. And maybe maybe I'm biased because the Warriors have been dealing with more injuries, but so have the Suns, right? DeAndre- uh, yeah, 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 a lot, actually, if I think about it. DeAndre, Jay Crowder campaign but you met you're you're right i mean the playoffs is a different it's a different game you know and you know what anthony edwards in the playoffs we haven't even witnessed what he could possibly do imagine if he just went 60 a game <laughs> i mean with this kid the, if the wolves are healthy in the playoffs pat bev i i feel like the wolves are going to make a move at the deadline so we can have this conversation then when the wolves are an even better team Oh, it's this is fun to talk about. Isn't relevant basketball in Minnesota fun? Oh yeah. And all those people that say that they won't, that there aren't a lot of basketball fans in Minnesota can shut their mouth because when the playoffs come, Target Center will be rocking, the city will be jumping, and those people will realize that there were a lot of basketball fans here that maybe didn't dish up because they've been so bad for years. If the wild, oh God, if the wild were horrible, like the worst team in the league, they wouldn't be selling out every game. I can tell you. And that's all, that's all people say. Oh, the wild sell out every game. And the wolves don't get many fans. Well, if the freaking wolves were a consistent playoff team, like the wild are, they would get probably a sellout crowd every game. Like a lot of the top teams in the NBA do. I'm telling you this, you can see the players that come out of Minnesota. There's a lot of basketball fans in the state. So stay woke. Brooklyn's lost six in a row. Anything to say about that? 
yeah, they once they get KD back, they'll be chilling. They're they're uh, almost... James Harden is a different player right now. He doesn't like. I don't think he wants to be there. I think he probably will be traded for Ben Simmons this summer. Wow. Like after the season? Yeah. You have no interest on Ben Simmons in Minnesota? I think I'm, no, it's too yeah. scary to get rid of what is going on in this in this yeah. with this team right now. The Not chemistry. The it's the just let it let it breathe. I heard say uh, Michael Malone said a few years back when the youngets uh, were young and they had a lot the nucleus, Jamal Marie, Jokic, uh, those guys. Yeah. He said, just let it breathe. Don't make moves uh, just for right now. Don't, as PJ Fleck likes to say, don't uh, benefit now to like hurt the future. So mm-hmm. just let it breathe. Just stay with what the Wolves have right now. See what happens this year in the playoffs. If it's terrible in the playoffs, make a big move. I'm fine with that. If they yeah. do something special, then we have something special and you don't have to do anything. I'm on the, I'm in the rant move right now. A lot of rants. All right. Do you have anything else you want to talk about with the wolves or NBA or anything? No, I think we've covered it. All right. I mean, I guess, I don't know. Lakers are not looking pretty, man. No. And it's awesome to see. I mean, awesome. That'll be interesting to see how that plays out. Yeah, I don't know what they'll do something at the deadline. Mm, maybe trade Russell Westbrook if they can find a trade partner. LeBron when he comes back. AD and Le- yeah, they're a better team with LeBron. I think they really? are. <laughs> you know, that's debatable. Um so yeah, they'll they'll make the playoffs, probably the play-in. But I, I, the Wolves will be in the top six. I already know it. So we won't have to worry about them, most likely until like the second or third round. So, sure. all right. Well, we appreciate everybody listening to this episode. I got a lot off my chest there at the end, and I'm happy about it. So if you made it to this part of the episode, we appreciate you. Tell a friend, tell a family member. We have, uh, we'll have a couple episodes next week. I think I will be in Arizona. So, that the technical stuff will probably not look the same, but they will be great shows. So everybody have a great day and thank you for listening.